0: In a couple of days, in a couple of days in our state, a debate is going to be held. A debate between Bill Nye, the science guy, who by the way wears bow ties, and bow ties are cool, and Ken Ham, the answers in Genesis guy. And for the next several days after that debate, our state is going to be in the national news once again. Kentucky. Only we will be derided for being backwards and ignorant and stupid and anti-science and everything else along those lines that the mainstream media will say, and I want to suggest to you today that it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. For a lot of people for a lot of people, uh, evolution and the Bible are contradictory. Science and the Bible are contradictory, so that if one is true, then the other has to be false. Um, I want to remind you what I said the first week this book right here the bible is not a science textbook it's not it's the word of god for the people of god it's the story uh, part of the story of god it's the story of ourselves the bible is about who what and why science science is not about the larger story science is about what but more importantly how oh look a black hole isn't that cool that's a black hole how did that get there how does those things work what's on the other side you know that's science Science is concerned with how. And so uh, to, to demonstrate, in other words, I don't believe that science and the Bible are enemies. I don't. I don't see them as mutually opposing. Um, and I want to make a case for that for you today, especially for those of you who have kids who are going to go off to college, because this is very, very important, what I'm going to talk about today. Um, and let me explain it better by explaining a couple of ways I could answer a question for my daughter. I have a very young daughter seven years old madeline let's say that madeline comes to me and she says daddy where did i come from and i could answer her one of two ways i could say well maddie uh, roughly eight years ago one of my sperm fertilized one of your mother's eggs and that fertilized egg implanted in your mother's uteral wall and within a period of time it was a fetus and over time that fetus really grew and then popped out and there you were and you're composed of these DNA strands and miles of blood vessels and stuff, and you got some of that from your, uh, the egg, some of that from the sperm, and it's this combined thing, and you, it determines your hair color, how tall you're going to be, your skin. You're going to live a certain amount of time, and then you're going to die. And, and boom. Or, Daddy, where did I come from? I could say, well, Maddie, you're the result of the fact that your mom and I love each other. Years ago, I met this woman, and, and we made a covenant vows before God, and, and because your mom and I love each other, you're here. We didn't know you were coming. We didn't know what you would be like or, 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 or your hair color or any of those kind of things, but you're a gift to us, the result of the fact that mom and I love each other, and we want you to grow up and become a woman who, who trusts God no matter what, and you're here for a reason, and we want you to help figure out what it is you're here for. Now... Which one of those answers are true? Which one? The first one or the second one? They're both true. So again, this is what I, I want you to see today. So the Bible and science aren't necessarily contradictory. Now unless, and I'll make this one exception, unless you're talking about materialistic naturalism. I know that's like a big nine dollar college word right there. Naturalism is this uh, naturalism is the idea that the only thing that's real about the universe is physical matter atoms, molecules, chairs, wood, I mean matter. That's the only thing that's real. Apart from matter there's nothing that exists. As a Christian, I can't subscribe to that because I think that there's a part of reality that is what the Bible calls Unseen, and that's every bit as real as what is seen and physical. And so, uh, if you're going to be a naturalist, I don't think naturalism or materialistic naturalism is compatible with the Bible. So, what does the Bible exactly say? What should we, what should we cull from Genesis? So, if you'll allow me to go down a little road for a while, I want to make a case for something. So, in Genesis chapter one, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Four of the most important words all strung together. In the beginning, God. Now, some people, some theologians will refer to these first few chapters of Genesis as, get this, myth. Now, if, you, if by myth you mean a story that explains how things are true, no problem. If by myth you mean something that's not true, well then, No. Okay, Are you tracking with me? So, so, in the beginning, God. God brought into existence the cosmos, everything. And so we affirm that. In our community of faith, Generations Community Church, we subscribe to something called the Apostles' Creed. We say that we believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. In other words, we believe God made everything that is all the physical reality that we can see and verify and scientifically discover how it works, and all of the stuff we can't, the unseen part of life in the universe. God made it all. And, and so, Genesis, in, in the first couple of chapters, you know, you've got the seven days of creation, and you've got plants and, and, and uh, squirmy things that scuttle along the ground, and you've got waters and expanses and sky and all this stuff that, that goes on. But the thing thing that drives it is, and God said, and God said, and God spoke. So God is the one that's doing the creating. And we, as a community of faith, we believe that it didn't just happen spontaneously without God. Everything that's true and real about the universe that we can see through the Hubble Space Telescope is something God did. The other thing about it is that the the universe everything that we can see through the hubble that's not god god's not part of creation god's different from creation and not only that but god could have decided not to make anything at all and god would still be god the universe could conceivably not exist and god would still be god however that works and so these are kind of some of the things that we affirm as true as christians but kind of get muddled when you get into this whole thing of well science and the bible are at war and you know you have to pick camps and 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 so i i want you to see in genesis you know there's god is bringing order out of chaos and you of all people should be proud as christians because one of the reasons we have all the scientific discovery we have today is because of christians christians in the middle ages and then post middle ages believe it or not were the ones that were driving scientific discovery because christians were convinced that the universe was orderly and that because the universe was orderly you could study it and because certain things were true all the time like gravity boom you know every time i drop this it's going to fall every single time as long as i'm on this you know spinning spear called earth gravity's gonna work and so Because of that, you can deduce some things. It's like the lady in the video. Because creation is orderly, you can study it. Maybe at the end of it, you can discover something about the one who made it. That's why Christians were so into science, because they thought that science would somehow, some way, tell them something about the creator of the universe. All right? The kicker, of course, in the creation account that's in Genesis is 126. Then God said let us make human beings in our image to be like us they will reign over the fish in the sea the birds in the sky the livestock all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the earth there they are again those scurrying animals so god created human beings in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them this is another important component for us christians Um, In Latin, it's called Imago Dei, the image of God. You and I are not like puppy dogs. We're not like chimpanzees. We're not like giraffes. We're not like fish, because we're like God in a way they're not. We may find down the road that we share some DNA strands or any kind of number of weird things, but the fact of the matter is people have the image of God. In a way that non people don't. And that's what makes us unique. And one of the ways, one of the most important ways to think about that is you and I, given the right ingredients and circumstances and the power of the Holy Spirit, we can actually grow up to be like our Heavenly Father. We have the capacity to become more like God. Dogs can't. They can learn tricks, they can do all kinds of things. Who knows? Maybe someday they'll have consciousness. It, but you know right but we're different from them because we have the capacity to be more like god and they don't we have god's image um and so it goes on so god created human beings in his own image in the image of god in the image of god he created them male and female he created them and god blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply fill the earth govern it reign over the fish in the sea the birds of the sky the animals that scurry along the ground And then God said, look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I've given every green plant as food for the wild animals and the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground. I hate those animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life and all that is what happened. And God looked over all he had made and saw it was very good. We actually act on God's behalf in ruling and subordinating and bringing order to the world in the way god does we because we have his image and his image ha, being in the image of god it gives us dignity it gives us responsibility it gives us the capacity to be like our heavenly father um, i love the way rick warren uh, talks about it he says if you want to know the value of being made in the image of god you need to look no further than to ask what is something worth something What is something worth? Something's worth whatever someone else is willing to pay for it. And God sent his son to pay for our sins. That shows the value God places on people made in his image. All right? Rick Warren says you'll never meet somebody Jesus didn't die for. So here's where I would make a distinction between the naturalists, or let's just call them what they are, atheists, And Say Christians like you and I or maybe at least a good chunk of us in the room, right? If you believe in blind random Unguided purposeless, you know the material universe is all there is there is no God Then you're really at the end of the day not that much more important than a tree or a whale or a monkey or a dog You're just a primate a little bit more advanced with posable thumbs, but come on (laughs) Who knows what? Will come up later on down the road. But if if you're created, if you believe that God made everything, and you believe in the and you affirm the image of God, you're so important that God became one of us and died for us. I mean, the value is you can't put a value on it. If you believe that it's blind, random, you know, you're just a naturalist. um, It's just a cosmic accident. I mean, it's random thing that we're here on this spinning ball. Maybe there's some other spinning balls that have intelligent life on it. Who knows? It's just a stroke of chance. You live, you breathe, you die. Congratulations. You're one of the ones who got a life. Good for you. But if you believe the, the, the story of creation that we have in the Word of God, you're here for a reason. You're not. It's not random. It's not an accident. You're here for a reason. Um, if, you, if you're a naturalist, right, If you're a naturalist, there's no good reason to put up with inferior or weaker people. You ought to be doing all the genetic stuff you can to get rid of people with mental handicaps and deficiencies and all that kind of stuff. Why not make it stronger, better? But if you subscribe to what's recorded in the Bible, everybody matters. Everybody who has the image of God. Every person. doesn't matter whether they have a cleft palate. doesn't matter whether they have an extra gene that messes up their ability to do basic math they have value because they're people made in god's image naturalists um, naturalists do crazy things um, there was a guy who was the president of uganda for the longest, longest time um, those of you that are old like me will remember the name idi amin idi amin he was in the news in the 70s idi amin 1971 to 1979, the guy slaughtered 100 to 500,000 of his own people. He did. He had six wives, one of whom hacked him off one day, and so at a presidential event, he had her killed and barbecued. Just a primate, right? No! It's a person made in the image of God. You can't do that! Maybe you've heard of the thou shalt not kill. There's a reason for that. It's called the image of God. All right? So answering the question, where did we come from, is important. And allowing God to speak through the Genesis account and through the Bible is important because it tells us something very important about where we came from and where we're going. And it's important in how you and I teach our kids, okay, when you're talking to your kids that god made you god has a plan for you you're not just an accident you're here for a reason Um, i'm going to suggest to you as your pastor and your friend today if you want to believe in six literal days in genesis you can if you don't want to believe in six literal days and you think it happened over billions or millions of years you can either way you can still love jesus he can still be your king and god will still be god and it's perfectly fine and no one will die in the process Unless you personally harm them. <laughs> okay? All right? Can you be a Darwinist and be a Christian? Well, I would say you probably can if, if you're not a naturalist. Right? You're following me? So, you know, you can say, well, macroevolutionary, all this stuff, yep, that's how it happened. And you can still be a Christian as long as you're saying, well, the only thing that's real and true about the universe is the material part. Once you get into that, then I think it's hard to, it's hard to affirm anything about Christianity. <laughs> okay, um, So where we came from, this, this, this question is really important, um, and the fact that we're having this debate in a couple of days, I wanted to kind of put on your radar that it really is okay. You know, six literal days, non-six literal days, long period of time, it's not a threat. I'm not threatened. You know why I'm not threatened by science? Because if something's true, it's true. I don't believe in special truth. I believe in truth with a capital T. And so at the end of the day, just like I believe archaeology will um, continue to confirm the biblical record of what happened in history, I believe that science, if you let it go long enough, at the end of the day, God created the heaven and the earth. Eventually, it's going to get there because it's true <laughs> not because it's just out of the bible all right there was a there's a famous atheist named uh, anthony flew who for most of his life was one of the ardent atheists and wrote uh, along those lines trying to convince people of atheism and the, the horrible things about religion but in the few years before he died he actually became uh, a theist or a deist of kinds he didn't become a christian so you know if you've heard those rumors those aren't true But what prompted him to do so was science. And this is what he said. The most recent scientific discoveries make it seem likely, probable, that there is a deity or superintelligence responsible for the origin of life. In other words, here's this atheist as he's aging, and he's looking at what we're seeing through the Hubble Space Telescope and and some of the advances we've uh, had with DNA sequencing and all those kind of things, and he's like no, uh, no, there's something behind this. Now, he wasn't going like, Jesus is my homeboy, but he was taking science and letting science lead him into something that was true, okay? Sorry, you know, the stars do that at their big awards thing, don't they, right? Now, I'm a student of history. I'm a student of history. History is my thing. And I got to tell you that naturalism or atheism has yet to produce the federation of Star Trek, If you're a Star Trek geek like me, you know the Federation is predicated upon naturalism. There is no God. Science tells us everything we need to know about life. And in the Federation, it's awesome. In the Federation, we don't need money. There are no poor people. We've solved all these problems, and we explore the galaxy. Boom, 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 If only that could play out in real life. (laughs) Naturalism has yet to produce a culture that's like the Federation. In fact, atheists and naturalists, do you know what they tend to produce in terms of culture? Tyranny, oppression, a devaluing of human life, mass slaughtering of people. That's what happens when naturalism or atheists are in control of running culture looking through the long view of history right in the 2000 years since Jesus came Christians have contributed to larger culture science hospitals i always get a chuckle when the atheists they were going to build this uh monument in florida and they were talking about all the hospitals you know that atheists do unlike these religious nuts and i and i read the news article and i was like all right there's central baptist there's saint joe's there's you know there's our sisters of charity where's the atheist hospital again i can't find it they don't even have one in new york (laughs) want to know why because there isn't one okay science hospitals schools orphanages all come on the heels of christianity in the history of western civilization it doesn't come from naturalists because the idea behind naturalism doesn't take you there the idea that people are made in the image of god and have inerrant value is what leads you to heal the sick to take care of orphans and widows the very thing mapped out by god in the old testament which is why i think christianity is far more attractive than atheism right jesus himself put it this way he said you will know a tree by its fruit right so in the days ahead as you bounce through life just remember this weird sunday when your pastor friend max laid out for you that science and the bible aren't in some kind of war there's no war anyone who says there's a war is smoking marijuana (laughs) you can feel free to tell them that that would be great my pastor said you're smoking marijuana (laughs) try that in college biology 101 that'd be awesome (laughs) they'll think what you mean by it is something else though Um, so again again we believe that god the father made heaven and earth and that makes all the difference ideas really do have consequences and i'm glad that it's true that this isn't a coincidence God made everything. You and I are here for a reason. And there's a day coming when He will make all things.